up, Kurt? We just got, we just got done. What's going on? Talking, talking for about 10 minutes, and then uh, I realized when you were calling in that I didn't push record. Uh, you know what, though? You, yeah. And we had a good conversation, man. It was great. But it'll be better with you on it. Um, this well, is yeah. the first time I Let ever heard it asked to add this person to the call. Like, I've never heard that before. Well, that's because I hit uh, merge call. Oh, okay. I was going to say, cause yeah. I've never you, heard it say, would you if I add this person? So I thought I was gone. I thought I got kicked <laughs> off or Skype was yelling at me or something. I was like, what the fuck is that? Did I fuck this up already? I'm not even touching it. All right. Let, let, let me go ahead and uh, get this started again. Yeah. We're Welcome recording. I heard sport- this. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Sports and More with HTC. Tonight. We have RP3, Perk, and T-Bag. Our three-point rundown for the evening is point number one is going to be any uh, trending topic, any headline that we've seen, uh, anything we want to discuss. Uh, we'll we'll go ahead and bring it to the table and talk about it for a little bit. Uh, point number two is going to be the AFC South. We're going to touch a little bit on all the teams, talk about what we've seen, what we've heard, what we expect kind of thing. Then we'll talk a little bit about some Big Ten football. Um, one one topic that that I've seen kind of trending in the headlines uh, is another commit to Indiana basketball, um, Race Thompson, who was number seventy one in the two thousand eighteen recru- recruiting class, has uh, rec- he's going to reclassify to the two thousand seventeen recruiting class. And red shirt uh, under Archie Miller. Now we all know that he had an extra scholarship, so I think this is a good move for the Hoosiers. I think getting this kid in, uh, he's going to be coming late to to campus. Get him in, let him develop for a little bit, and then you know he comes in next year and could be a, a pretty good contributor at the power forward position. We know that he's the 17th best power forward in the 2018 class. He was the fourth ranked power forward in the in the mid the whole Midwest region. He's the best power forward coming out of Minnesota, and I think uh, that fills some some voids that we have coming in uh, for next for the following season. You know, we we have. Um, Colin Hartman leaving, that'll open up some minutes. And I, I think that's a good move. Um, Perk, have you heard anything about this uh, race, Thompson? No, I haven't. I saw – the only thing I've seen is where the they find these kids. But I haven't uh, got a chance to dig in to see what they are all about. But from what I'm reading, it it sounds pretty uh, legit. I mean, seeing a tweet sent out that said, Archie Miller put the Big Ten on notice in the last 24 hours. <laughs> so it can't be a bad thing. Well, Right. Well, not only was there what's this kid's kid size? Who I, what's his size? Yeah, like I, I mean, what? like I don't know anything about it, so I'm trying to I'm trying to find him real quick. On yeah, side. I I haven't heard like his measure, you know, like his size, uh, height and everything. Race Thompson, um, but kind of what we were talking about uh, before um, I started recording RP3. Um, you know, one of the one of the things that I think 
Archie Miller is going to be able to do is he's going to be able to get these guys that are in the top 100, and he's going to talk to them and be like, you know, listen, you, you're, you're, I like what I see. You're going to be a great player. Why don't you come play for me for three, four years, develop, and I can get you to where you need to be and maybe get to the league. And I, I think he's going to be able to, to get quite a few guys like that. And, you know, he's not going to be able to go after, like you said, the one and done. He's not going to be able to compete with, with Calipari or, or, um, you know, Roy Williams or, uh, Bill Self right away. Uh, he's gotta, yeah. he's gotta build a team together and, and prove himself for a couple years before he can start going that route. But I do, I do like what I've seen, um, so far out of him. You know, he, he kept the whole 2017 recruiting class together. He had a scholarship open up. He used it wisely. He's getting this kid who's you know, going to reclassify and and is going to be highly uh, – he, he was highly touted. Like Perk said, he, he's kind of shocking the Big Ten. Like everybody, you know, didn't really – Yeah, I was just reading this. Know. I was just reading this right here. Um, he Within the last 24 hours, he's landed three top 100 prospects. Yeah. You know, there's a four-star small forward, uh, Demenzi Anderson, who is committed to Indiana. Um, you got a uh, Jerome he, uh, Hunter. Yeah, top uh, I know. Player. I know. I know this Anderson kid. He's a decent size. He's six six. Uh, he's able to attack the basket. He's a versatile scorer down the line. Um, but he's he's really good shooting. So um, you know that's kind of a and kind then, of impressive what, that we still you talking about Demisi. Who was the other kid you said RP three? Hunter? Um, this kid, Jerome Hunter, is forward. Yeah, Jerome Hunter. A top 60 another, player for next year. Yeah, another four-star guy. Uh, uh, and he picked IU over Ohio State, Michigan, Pittsburgh, and Xavier. Yeah. So, I mean, he and this kid's 6'7", with a big wingspan, very athletic. He can contribute on both sides of the yeah. court. And, he and he uh they said they said here that he uh he declared that Jerome Hunter declared like basically right after Race Thompson declared Sunday night. Yeah, so it it makes you wonder if maybe those guys played AAU ball together or had some kind of connections together. Um uh, mm-hmm. but yeah. So, you know, I mean, just those three get kids alone, two kids for next year. Uh, the one kid that's going to reclassify in red shirt, you know, like I said, coming in and, and red shirting it, because he'd be getting late to campus, but having that experience under his belt, getting to work out with the team, see what it's all about, and, mm-hmm. you know, I think that'll be a big deal um, for Archie coming coming down the down the stretch of this first year of his. Um, so is it, cause it looks like one out of the three are from Indiana, is that right? Yeah, that's what it looks like here. Yeah, um, that, yeah. That one of them Anderson was from Minnesota. From yeah, that Demise, that guard Demise Anderson he was talking about is from Indiana. It doesn't say where, but yeah, it says he's the best. I think state. it was what? What's that part? He said he was the best kid out of the state. 
the the Jerome Hunter, I don't know where he's from, but he had offers from Michigan, Ohio State, Pittsburgh, and Xavier. Let's see, I'm gonna, I'm gonna click on him, see if I can find something out about him. <laughs> um, but those are, you know, those are some some big highlights coming late in the summer, really for for Archie. You know, I mean, he made he's made the headlines quite a bit early on in the summer with with uh, getting hired on and, and keeping those recruits, and then he kind of went quiet for a while. You know, he was in the gym; they were doing workouts. You know, and then we started hearing a little bit of stuff. You know, we we heard some little bit about these guys in their vertical, and then all of a sudden, bam, 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 all these recruits. Now, granted, that has a lot to do with the depth. He's from Ohio. AAU. Is he from Ohio? Yeah, he's from Ohio. Uh, like I was saying, that that has a lot to do with the dead period in AAU. Was you know, the month of June is a dead period, uh, and this weekend started uh the live another live period for coaches to be able to go out and recruit and i know he was kind of out there um checking out these kids because i you know i've heard everybody tells me when they see him in the gym so um i heard that he was down in south carolina here there everywhere and I wasn't surprised when I started hearing some things dropping that he was throwing out offers and, and kids were were accepting. So I, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to see him back in the in the headlines. It you know, I mean, obviously it it gets me excited and, and ready for um, for the basketball season. But uh, you know. I think he's heading in the right direction and and it's going to be it's going to be a great basketball season even if it's not a you know a final four you know it it's going to well, be just something just making that, it to the tournament just making it to the tournament I think is my my hope for him right but I think just seeing you know just cuz they didn't match her I think it'll be a breath of fresh air just to be able to see a different coach on the sideline a different style of play and um you know it it'd just be exciting season for us iu fans you know i never i never really watched archie coach or any of his teams play what what style does he play does he you know like um i hear a lot about him i read a lot about him but i haven't really sat down and watched any of his you know play ball i'm i'm with you there i've never really actually watched Dayton. I don't remember a whole lot watching them last year. But from what little I do recall, you know, he's a defensive-minded coach. And Perk, if I'm wrong, I might be wrong here, but he's running like a transition offense, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, you hit that on the head. I think we talked about that when he first got hired. We we had a debate on what kind of style he would bring, and it it is. It's an up-and-down running gun. Yeah, so you know a lot of you'll you'll okay. see a lot of transition, a lot of fast pace. Um, but one thing that I'm hoping that we don't see is that transition where you have a spot up shooter in the corner and you are on a fast break two on one and you kick to the outside for the three right away. I I, I hate that style of basketball. Um, I mean I get. 
you have one of the best, like Tom Crean had one of the best shooting teams, three-point shooting teams in the Big Ten. Like, I get it, but I just, I don't understand passing up two points for a 40% chance of getting one extra point. Like, I just don't get that at all. So I just hope that's that. The, that's, what, that's what makes your team up and down so much. Yeah. Yeah, when they're on, they're on. When they're not, they're, you know, it's a, you just want to turn the game off. Right. So I, I'm just hoping that that if we are a transition running team, that it's a transition running team finish at the rim, and when we're in sets, we work the inside-out game. <laughs> that, that's just what I hope. Yeah. Definitely want to see more inside-out. Yeah. But, so, right, just I don't know. Just um, more, really. Besides Perk, just around the perimeter anything? the whole time. Right. Perk, do you have anything else you want to add in with these recruits or anything you've heard about these recruits for the basketball team or anything? No, not the recruits so much, but um, I was excited to see uh, when they talked about how Deron Davis was getting fit and uh, doing exactly what was he it? said he was going to get him to do. Was it him that had the 42-inch vertical? I'm not sure. I know that I just read where they, he was cutting some weight and getting in shape and getting leaner and meaner. I know uh, Freddie McSwain had either a 40 or a 42-inch vertical. Rob Johnson was up there in the 40s. There were like five guys that had 40-plus-inch verticals. And, you know, I mean, that – Right away, the first thing that comes to my mind when I hear that is alley-oops off of a backdoor cut, and that's exciting basketball. And I think Deron Davis was one of those guys, and he's very long and athletic and would be able to do that, especially if he's getting fit, getting in the gym. Um, So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Everything that I've seen from workouts, you know, I mean, I follow him on Instagram, I follow him on Snapchat, I follow him on Twitter and Facebook. Everything that I've seen as far as workouts and 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 stuff like that, it, they look good. Um, it's all positive, and I'm I'm really excited. And to hear that Deron Davis has been in the gym, busting his ass, man, I I like that a lot. Um, I think he's got to be one of those guys that's got to kind of step up and fulfill his role this year. And it sounds like he's in the right direction if he's getting in the gym and, and getting cut and getting, getting, you know, in shape. So, um, well, um, RP3, you got anything else on IU basketball, IU recruiting, anything that you've no, no, I think uh, I heard. I mean, it'll be it'll be nice to see. Um, hopefully, you know, later, you know, Ram- Romeo Langford on there, but right, right. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's that's still that's still a long wish away. Yeah, I think uh, I think that whole that whole process will probably play out until about the mid the middle of his senior year this year I think he he's gonna kind of play it out and I don't blame him I mean if you're getting so much attention and people are gonna you know kind of throw themselves at you for another six months why not (laughs) 
you know, why not take that opportunity mm-hmm. and go on a few unofficial visits, you know, and oh, yeah. get get the royal treatment when you can. I mean, I 100% back that decision, and I respect that he doesn't that he hasn't rushed into and jumped on the first big name that threw their threw their name in the ring or threw their hat in the ring, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of these kids do that, and then you hear you hear stories of well, they decommitted, they backed out. Well, yeah, it's because they started getting other offers after they committed to Kansas or or Duke, you know. So I, I respect that game. I I think that I think that him and Zion Williamson are are both going to be ones that um, is going to kind of have the the, uh, the the nation on heels. Waiting for them to decide. Who's the Darius guy? What's that? There's like Darius Garland or something like that. Is that his name? Another guard really good coming down. Yeah, Darius Garland. It's a pretty uh, guard-heavy recruiting class. I know that Zion is one of the few big men, like you know, like a a big, solid power forward, small forward. Guy, so he's a yeah, he's the Darius Garland is on um we're we're his uh top in his top five IU is okay okay yeah I, um, like I I think I think a lot of a lot of it will have to do with what Archie does this year um you know I mean if we come out and we're you know twelve and twenty or something like that you know I mean. It's not going to look good for recruits to want to come there. I think we've got to come out and, and have a solid. It's, it's nice to see his list, though. This guy's list, like, so we're on it. So is Vanderbilt, and then Duke, Kentucky, and Louisville. Okay. On this kid's list, like that's just top five. Right. That's he's from Tennessee, nice so I make that. Yeah. You know, he's from Tennessee, so, so I understand the Vanderbilt, but I use kind of a kind of out there on that list, really, for somebody from Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised, like, some of these kids in AAU, I mean, all it takes is, you know, uh, another cat to say that he's interested. I mean, it, it's, these kids mm-hmm. are, are, you know, they're di- different species anymore, <laughs> the way they, uh, yeah. the way that they're able to, and, you know, I mean, even the, there's some kids here in Kentucky that'll jump from team to team to team. And, I mean, they could end up in a summer, end up playing with 60 different kids, and you don't know what, what kid they connected with. And, you know, this kid's connect, he's mm-hmm. going to Vanderbilt. So, hey, I might want to go play with my buddy. Um, it, oh, this, it's a different ball. Was it's a, a different was game. Was a guard in the NBA. Was a point guard in the NBA. His dad was? Yeah. Okay. I've never heard of him, but no, just a little <laughs> hey, player background of the thing. He was in the he was in the league. That's better than I say for a lot of people. Winston well, Garland. Keep uh, keeping on the uh, topic of the the headlines. Um, I, I've caught a few summer league games, a summer league headline. Uh, I know Lonzo's been triple double this, triple double that. Uh, wore the. ZO2s, wore Nikes, wore Adidas, wore Under Armour, whatever else he's doing. Um, but one thing I must say about this kid is he's showing up and he's he's playing ball. Uh, you know. Yeah, I mean? he had the he had the one he had the one game that statistically wasn't good, 
but in the games I've been watching of him, um, I mean, I've had a lot of time to watch this stuff over here. But um, <laughs> right. Uh, what I what I see because like I don't really care about stats in the summer league really. Um, right. I want to see what the kids. I want to watch him play to see what he's thinking. You know, he might make the yeah. wrong. You know what I'm saying? He might make a he might make a turnover or whatever. You know, and all that stuff. That's fine. Or m- might not get the assist. Might not make the basket. But I want to see his thought process. And like, he's making the right plays. And you see that. Yeah. He's he's making the right plays. And you know, a couple of the guys that are around his his uh area that came in, they weren't making the right plays, and it's taking them a minute to catch up to the competition. You know, like the stage is just a little bit higher than it was in college. You know, everybody is a lot better. Um, and so it's, he kind of just came in and was fine. Where Hon- a lot of the honestly, guys, time. honestly, to me, um, the summer league is kind of like a college all-star game. Does that, yes. does that make sense? Yeah. So, so you, instead of having diluted rosters all over, you you combined all those right. great guys on the 32 teams, you know, or something like that. Is it 32? How many decimal teams is it? 30? 32? Yeah, something like that. 34? 32? Some, yeah, 32 maybe. 16 and East, 16 in the West. Yeah. So that sounds about right. But um, one so thing per- I did see... Part comes and goes, man. <laughs> no, I'm here. Uh, okay. I'm working on getting One some balance. Did... Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, what... <laughs> One thing I did see that uh, he came out and said that he wasn't going to be changing his form. Um, and they said yeah. like something uh, like Levar he, came he's out shooting like too. 32 or 38%. 38.2% from the field in the summer league. Um. He's ten for forty-two from the three-point range, which is only twenty-three percent. So, and he comes out and says, "Listen, I'm not." TV was up really loud. You know, he's not changing his shot, but something. Yeah, I saw. I I saw something on there. Lavar talking about that. Like Lavar, Lavar said, Lonzo doesn't need to tinker with his shot. I I mean, he's going to have to. Like, I don't know. I mean, you know. My opinion, you know, like his his big game right now is passing, right, and opening it up for everybody. Right. You know, and yeah, you know, you don't want to totally, you don't want to totally change your entire game. So you know, maybe but at the, same the way time, Lamar is looking at it, they're looking, but you need you need to have that threat, or otherwise everybody's just going to guard. You know, what I'm saying everybody's going to guard your outlet and give yeah. you the hoop, but um. I think, but, you know, me, I, I think once the actual NBA season gets started, maybe he won't be as selfish. You know what I mean? Cause, mm-hmm. and, and maybe you'll start to see that um, that percentage kind of level out a little bit because he's not going to be just chucking up anything and everything. Like, he's going to actually have – other guys to work with, so uh, he, you know he won't have to be the one and only guy looking to score. So I, I kind of see this as get that out of your system, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 
But it, it you know, Chris dropping a work on your form on yeah, off yeah, yeah, and you know, maybe not necessarily change your shot, but like you're saying, work on your shot and be a little bit more consistent mm-hmm. with your shots. So uh, yeah. that that's one thing that I because he's got a big he's got a big overhead he's got a big like behind the head shot right Is it, I'm trying to remember it's almost like it's a weird shot it looks weird. Yeah, it's definitely unorthodox, um, but you know I, I think it, it'll be okay. I, I think honestly, at the age of what nineteen or twenty, you would do more damage trying to fix it now than yeah. than anything. So yeah, um, you guys got to work on mechanic. You know, get the elbow in stuff like that. You know, little things to try to make it more fluid. Right, right. We'll um, we'll talk about one more headline, and then we'll move on to our second topic. Um, we haven't talked on air since all the McGregor Mayweather publicity stuff has oh, dropped. Jesus. So I want to get your input on what you've seen so far with all the face-to-face. No, McGregor's well, winning the part of the fight I thought he would win. The talking. Do what now? You you thought he was. Then <laughs> McGregor's you, winning. You, you, okay, yeah. Yeah, I thought. I thought like, so he, he's winning the fight. The only part. That, of, yeah, yeah, he's winning the the talking fight now. In the ring, he's. Just, and I I'll take another thing. Up. One thing that I did notice about Conor McGregor is he's funny as fuck, man. <laughs> I like yeah, that is. dude. He is hilarious. And some of the things that he said. Floyd Mayweather had not one thing to say oh, yeah. in response. Floyd, Floyd, and I Floyd's it. never had somebody. Floyd's never had like Floyd's always been the hot head, saying shit, and because everybody's kind of afraid to say something back to it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And plus, plus boxing is class. You know, it's it's a class. So like, you do say stuff, but you don't go the way Connor goes. Right. Right. And the way the and UFC, like every, you know, every UFC pre, pre, you know, their weigh-in days and stuff like that for their stuff, it's stupid. They're throwing water bottles at each other, and you got five people in between because they're trying to fight right there, and all that stuff's all played toy. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know, boxing what? is a class sport still. One move that I and did like was the pinstripe suit that said "fuck you." The- <laughs> that was awesome. I love the suit. Are you still there? RP3? Yeah, yeah, I was just reading. Okay. I was just reading. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. I, yeah, the pinstripe suit. No, sorry. I, I love the suit. I love the fact that Mayweather tried to grab the Irish flag and, and kind of disrespect him. And he went over and grabbed the backpack and went through it. And he's like, $5,000, that's it? That's all you've got? Um, and then one thing that I kind of thought was a bitch move on Mayweather's part was when he had his bodyguards surround Connor, and then he comes out on stage and starts running his mouth. And, yeah, that's what I'm talking about kind of thing. Like, I don't know. It, it just made me so I didn't sick. see that one. Um, oh. it, it just made me think that 
Mayweather's really legitimately scared of this dude. And I think that if you put those two in any other fighting scenario other than boxing, whether it's strictly kickboxing, whether it's any other venue of fighting, yeah. I think McGregor comes I think out. Connor, I think Connor would. Yeah, I think Connor would smash him in anything else besides boxing. Right. But but the fact um, that you're putting them in boxing and, you know, McGregor is not used to throwing around gloves. Um, but granted, in the same defense of that, everybody's talking about, well, Mayweather got – or uh, McGregor got choked out or knocked out by this UFC fighter. Well, if you're going to be throwing that same argument of, well, they're, they've got pillows on their hands. Well, Mayweather's going to be throwing... Well, pillows, pillows ain't pillows. Those things hurt. Yeah, but I'm saying, but he he's used to, what, a, a four-ounce glove? Four-ounce. Or a six-ounce? Yeah. Four-ounce glove? And now four these ounce. are, what, 12-ounce gloves? Yeah. So, granted, I don't think that Mayweather's going to have enough impact with that extra eight ounces no to not I don't think, so i don't think i don't think it'll be i think if so my my thought process on this fight is going to go this way i think mcgregor's going to come out he's going to put a lot of pressure on mcgregor on um mayweather lots of pressure almost pressure that mayweather's never seen before and this in the first three to four rounds, you know. Um, but I think if Ed McGregor's going to win, that's where he's going to win. He's going to get lucky somewhere in that first four rounds, you know what I'm saying, with all that pressure. Right. But after that, I don't, like, I don't think Mayweather really has the knockout power anymore. You know, at 150 Like pounds, he did when he, really he was, what, 19 power. and 20? Right. Yeah, but but physically, I think McGregor is not used to this type of format. He's used to three five-minute rounds, and that's it. You know, maybe a five five-minute round fight, right? Now right. you start getting in those late stages. The legs start getting tired. The arms start getting tired, and he already he's already opens up so high. You know, like when he throws his big punches that that Dana White's like, oh, he'll knock him out with these big punches. Well, those big punches, he reaches back. And in that time that he reaches back, Floyd could put two on you. You know, that time, right. that time it takes when – when you watch McGregor throw these punches. Now, I'm also talking about watching him on the UFC fights, you know, stuff like that. But when he's throwing these punches, a real boxer will put two to three licks on you in that time it takes him to throw that one. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, it a couple <laughs> – Seven, eight jabs to the face is going to catch you off guard late in the sixth and seventh round. That's what I still yeah. stay. I still stay with my prediction that it'll be Mayweather in six. Um, you know, I'm as excited as everybody else to watch this fight, even if it lasts four rounds. It's oh yeah, the hotel I'm in right here. We've already we've already um. So we're trying to do the cheap way, and we're getting the host. We're we're talking to hotel into getting it and putting it in one of the conference rooms so we can go watch it. Oh, nice! We're gonna rent out. Yeah, we're gonna rent the conference room and 
you know, hopefully we're not working at that time. But um, <laughs> right. But yeah, they're gonna they're gonna work well, on that. Uh, for, they're working on that for us. We are we are definitely gonna be getting it. I think we've one hundred percent decided um, we're just gonna do it at my house. Um, oh, you're gonna pay or, for it. I've had about five or six buddies say that they're gonna chip in. Um, Hilly said he's gonna chip in. I'm gonna chip in. So there's about eight people. You know, that's like twelve bucks a person. Yeah, that's not bad. Right. And then, you know, you go to B dubs or whatever, you're gonna spend thirty, forty dollars. You're gonna spend more than twelve there. Yeah, you're gonna spend more than twelve dollars exactly. on just beards. So. Right. Right. So I think that's the route we're gonna go. Uh, you know I just threw my phone and forgot I had headphones in. <laughs> um <laughs> that but, hurt. but yeah, I'm I'm ex- <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited for this fight. I'm 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 really um, really looking forward to it. The what little bit I did see from the um, the the press conferences, I, I one thing that I don't understand is why wouldn't somebody put a microphone up in front of them when they're mouthing each other? Um, but another thing I love are the Conor McGregor shirts. The Conor McGregor shirts that say, I'm going to fook him up. <laughs> Have you seen those? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. And then, and uh, then uh, the 49ers. He's a character. Man. Like, he really is. Oh, I, I love it. I think that this is, a... this is the biggest buildup that boxing has had for a long time. And it's getting a lot of people excited oh, yeah. about boxing, which is um, – which makes me excited about what they it want again. So it almost makes me like UFC to me is, and I love the UFC, but it's a mix of WWE and boxing. Yeah, like they want right. to be classy like boxing, but they want the crowd of the WWE. So they get you know because right. it was it, like the stuff Conor McGregor's doing was a no no back in the day, even in the UFC yeah. until. Fucking until the big meathead from WWE came over, um, Brock Lesnar, and he started doing it. And then everybody kind of, oh, man, he's got a following now. So they start doing it and realize it's a show. Right. Uh, I don't, I mean, yeah, it makes it, makes it, it makes it fun, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, like, most of the time they don't even mean half the shit they're saying. This one, no, Conor McGregor and Mayweather, they do. I think they legitimately hate each other. Right. Yeah. You can definitely see there's a, there's a hatred, and I don't like how people are trying to make it out into a, a race thing. A race, you know? God, it yeah. drives me fucking insane. And like when I mean, he said, when Conor McGregor said, "Dance for me, boy," and right. everybody went up in arms about that. Like you don't call a right. you don't tell a black man a boy. Well, obviously you've never been around fighting or wrestling or anything, because he's not calling him a boy because he's black. He's calling him a boy. To get in his head, like you can't match me because you're a boy and I'm a man, right. type of thing. That's why they say it like that, you know. To in in his own head, he thinks of himself as a man and Floyd as a boy, and he's trying to get into Floyd's head and make Floyd believe Floyd's a boy and he's a man. You know, they just and that's what people do. I think his like, his rebut. I think McGregor's rebuttal to that with wearing that fur coat and those crazy ass pants. That didn't really help his <laughs> argument. 
Yeah. Um, but he's he's always wore stupid shit like that. He's always wore stuff like yeah. that to like every UFC press conference. He always comes in looking all ridiculous and uh, but like he's only been in America for like two years. Yeah. Like he doesn't understand that race stuff over here, like at all. Right. You know, you can't uh, and, But I just think I think anymore I feel like people the, reach for anything and everything to make it racist. You know, like, oh, yeah. granted, no, there's some stuff that is very racist out here in this world. And it, it, uh, people want to... You watch the movie to... Django Unchained? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you don't see everybody in fucking up in arms and about that fucking thing. You know? But but I'm just that saying, like, the there's horrible. so much shit that, that, that you could look at that is racist, but... Then, like, it's like everybody tries to make everything racist. Like, yeah, no, it's it's not racist that your black son didn't get an award in, you know, in, in uh, elementary school. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, it's like some people just stretch shit out. Guess what? There was three awards and and three black kids got it. Your black kid didn't. My bad. Right. <laughs> right. You so, know, like, you know, I mean, there's some stuff that, that people are just way too, they, they're stretching way too much. Um, but. Yeah, I, I want to get off political stuff, though. Right, I got you. Um, but, uh, <laughs> th- so that. But I agree of, with you uh, that it's not, I don't, I don't like that part. Yeah, I, I 100% think that this fight has nothing to do with the race. Uh, I think Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather would fight no matter what color they were. And it has I nothing think, to do with... Uh, yeah, I think McGregor truly believes that Mayweather's a shitty fucking dude. And I truly believe Mayweather's a shitty dude, like in person. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, how many charges do you have for, you know, beating women? Exactly. You know, and And then... You know, skimming the IRS for money and everything else he's done. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of uh, beating people, let's talk about the AFC South. Point number two. No, man, the Colts are going to beat them assholes down. <laughs> well, um. let's 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 start at the let's start with the we we'll, we'll save uh we'll save the Colts for the last. Because so, um, we could we'll we can talk about for, last, for forty but, minutes. Do you want to talk about? Let me let me pull up. Let me pull up last year. So who was last in our division last year? Was that was that Jaguars? Um, not Siri. It had it had to have been. I think it was a Jaguars. Right? Yeah, I think it was. Cause we we were right on the bubble of making the playoffs. And Jack, um, so we had Houston was ahead of us. And yeah, so Houston and Titans were ahead of us. Yeah, so and we we were ahead of the and the Titans were nine and seven. Yeah, well, yeah, the Texans and the Titans were nine and seven. Colts were eight and eight. And the Jaguars are three and thirteen. Yeah. Um. So we'll, we'll you want to start on the bottom with the three and thirteen team from last year. Okay. Uh, um. I'm going. I want because I, I lived in Jacksonville, so 
like my sports talk radio that I listen to all the time was the local. So I I know a lot about the Jaguars. I actually, if they weren't in my damn division, I'd root for them. I kind of like them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I do. I mean, like, they're shitty. So I make fun of everybody in Jacksonville because they suck. But, but they're probably, in my mind, and looking at everybody's rosters, they're the most fun roster to watch to see how it's going to go. Because I think their only thing holding them back right now is an offensive line, like one or two guys on the offensive line, and how Blake Bortles can play. Because they've got, they've got a lot of young studs on defense. Like their defense last year was a top five defense. Well, Dante Fowler, he, he was coming off of an injury last year, right? Yeah, so his, his rookie year, he, was, he blew out of his ACL in training camp, and he was out all year last year. So basically, last and year he was the, what a year. top three pick. Yeah, and uh, he didn't so, look great, but he he looked like he had promise. Um, I tell you what, though, man. Every time, no matter what level, uh, you're coming off of an injury. The season right after that, you are not mentally and physically your yeah peak. Performance. No. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. still have that little bit of hesitation There's, in you. Yes. You, you still have a little bit of rehab still, left in you. And you're still just kind of weary what your knee's going to do until you have full confidence in your knee. Right. Um, right. But their defensive line. I mean, I'm telling you, like their defensive line. The worst player on their defensive line would be the best player on the Colts' defensive line. Right. So they have. What, I mean, their their defensive line is. They got Malik Jackson. They got Dante Fowler. Uh, Anik Ngakwe. Um, is there Campbell? Tyson Alawalu. No, Tyson's gone. Tyson's gone. Um, I think. I think Alawalu's gone. Oh. I can't remember. Calias Campbell. Oh. Yeah, Calias Campbell. Uh, they're, Johnson, I mean, or no, 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 Jones. Avery Jones. Yeah. So, and Avery Jones he there, just did a contract extension for fifteen point fifteen and a half million dollars. A four year deal yeah, they, for fifteen I mean, and a half million got, dollars. They got crazy they got crazy cap room. Um yeah. like last year they started off with like sixty three million left in their cap starting the season, you know, or starting off season. It's like and they got a couple guys in free agency. I uh, I wasn't there for that. I and moved for the free agency thing, so I kinda just lost what's so up. But Who who's I the mean, dude that had coming off the edge? Nagakwe. Okay. Ngakwe. 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 Yeah, Ngakwe. He's he was a rookie last year. And uh he's really good. But, but on the other side of like the edge. Like their defense should not be a problem this year. But like you said, on the other side of the ball they have Blake Bortles who give him another year as an NBA an NFL quarterback um you know what i mean he's, yeah. he's got the so, size so he's, got, he's, he's got the potential and they don't the have Fournette. He's probably got the three best yeah they got so well, they don't got they? Fournette, and they got TJ Yeldon they got Yeldon Fournette, and Chris Ivory as running backs like so their stable is what, fine there their wide receivers they've got four wide receivers that would be Number twos, maybe number ones, on any other team. So is it? Is it? I mean, coaching? Re- is it? The receivers are is great. It, 
what what's their problem? Is it coaching? Is it team chemistry? Well, I, is it experience? I, I think I, a lot of it. I think is experience because I mean they're young. They're young. Um, and then uh, and it's like Bortles. Bortles just makes bad decisions. Uh, there was his what was his his second year in the NFL. Everybody was praising him because he was like. You know, he was in a top ten in yardage. You know, top ten in touchdowns, and you know, had a shit set of interceptions too. And they were like, "Oh, he's doing great, man! He's going to be awesome if we can get him to play like that next year." Well, what they forget was they were down by twenty-one to thirty points every game in the fourth quarter. So, what does the defense do? Like, go ahead, throw the fucking ball, dude. Like, you know, do what you got to do. We're going to bait you. So he had a ton of garbage points. You know stats in garbage time. And now that he's actually playing where it's in a game that matters, he's making mistakes constantly. Like, I hope he does good right. on his part. I mean, he's, you know, but they am passed I, up. They I passed wrong? up Derek Carr. They passed up Derek am I, Carr. Am I wrong here? He was in the recruiting class with Bridgewater? Or the draft I class think, with Bridgewater? Yeah, he came out there. Yeah, he came. Yeah, he was. He was with Derek Carr, Bridgewater. Um, there's a couple others, and he was taken first. Yeah, like I don't yeah. understand it. I don't understand. Yeah, like, like they they did the same thing. They did the same thing with Blaine Gabbert. They're like, oh, we're gonna take Blaine right. Gabbert. Like, what has Blaine Gabbert done? What? Like, you're taking a guy from UC. Like, nothing against Blake. You know, I wish him the best of luck. Who hope he becomes a great NFL quarterback or a very good one. You know, for him. But you're you're you know you're taking a guy from UCF, right? You know, like, hey, yeah, he's got the size and he's got the mechanic. Well, not the mechanic, but he's got the size and he's got the strength and stuff like that. But you know, he doesn't have game game experience like big stages, right? You know, I and, thought that year I, coming out, Derek Carr was the guy I wanted. For the simple fact of he played at a high high level, and he has a prior NFL quarterback in his right pocket in his brother. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like those two things together, to me, is going to make for a very good situation. And he's showing it now. Well, you no, know, he's showing it now, Derek Carr. But. And don't don't get me wrong, like. I don't know much about Jacksonville, but I feel like he needed to go and develop under a Hall of Fame guy for a couple of years. Yeah, and they didn't have that. They had fucking uh, Blaine Gabbert and Chad Henney. Right. Two and, players and that you don't want in, on your football team. He got forced into a starting role way before he was ready, I think. Yeah. You know, and I don't think he's I don't and I don't think he's ever going to become any more than a Trent Dilfer, but Trent Dilfer has a has a Super Bowl. Um, yeah, but it, it took Trent a long time. He had to remember, he had to learn how not to throw it, and to just throw little checkdowns every now and then because he had a stable offensive, he had a stable offensive line, he had a great defense, and he had great, good running backs. Well, that's what Blake has around him right now. Right, and, uh, but and but he—they're just going to get better. Who's their offensive coordinator? Is it anybody oh, that It was it was um it was who was it? 
There was a guy from there was a guy from Buffalo a couple years ago that left when Buffalo like he just left. He um he was the coach of Buffalo and I can't think of his name. I can't, it's not Malarkey. I, it's not Malarkey. I can't I can't think for the life of me who that was or who it is. I'm on let me hear let me let me excuse me. Let me look. <laughs> Um, da, 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 da. Doug Marone. It was Doug Marone last year, but when they when they fired um um Gus Bradley, Doug Marone so came he, in and he's he needs he needs a quarterback mentor. They've done it. They they well they they brought in. I can't remember the guy's name. They brought in like the quarterback whisperer, you know what I'm saying, that, like, everybody – they brought him in constantly, and he goes to him in the summer. It's just – I think it's just mental. It's just a mental block. Well, I think what he needs is he needs – and Jacksonville doesn't, in my mind, I can't think of the last great Jacksonville quarterback, but he needs somebody that's retired. Mark Bruneau. Mark Bruneau. And, oh, I mean, he wasn't okay. great. He was a very good quarterback for a few years. But he needs somebody to reach out to him and mentor him. And, you know, is Mark Brunell going to be a guy that's going to reach out and mentor him and make him better? Uh, like you said, Brunell was good, but he Mark, wasn't great. Yeah, like, and Brunell's busy coaching. He's busy coaching a college or a high school team in Jacksonville. Like, he he needs somebody that that's a great-minded quarterback to reach out to him and mentor him and be like, hey, this is where you're making your mistakes. This is where you could be better. This is what this is what you have to work on. And until he gets yeah. that, and, you know, maybe 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 he can study and learn on his own, but that's going to be a slow process for him. He needs to get it right now, right away. And like you're saying, and like we've said, he's got the the right pieces around him, and he can be great if he develops and puts in the work. Where he needs to put it in, and and, and until got, that happens, they, I think they're like, I'm really they're going to continue like, to bring. Yeah, I'm a Colts fan, and I'm going to be a Colts fan through and through. Now a lot more than I was the last couple of years because I hated Crickson and I just didn't watch. Um, right. I, I couldn't stand watching because I'm just like the they, the we'll get on out of the Colts, but anyways. I, I'm really excited to watch the Jaguars play because they are so young and they have so many pieces that, you know, in their first, second, or third year that you're like, you know, these guys could do some stuff. You know, I'm, I'm anxious to see Leonard Fournette run. I'm anxious. This like, is, Jalen Ramsey, to me, is my favorite defensive player in the NFL right now. And it's they're going to be a right. second year. Um, and, and he's going to be so amazing. So this will be Borders, Bortles. Third year, right? And third year in the NFL, that's your con- fourth year, contract year. Fourth I think it's year. fourth year. So did he sign um, another big contract last year? No. He uh, – I can't remember. I think they did – they have an option. That's what it is. So you get a an thing option. with an option. And he – yeah, so, like, they picked up his option. And this will be his contract year. And uh, he, I mean, they've already been saying it down there. Like this year, 
he better, you know, look like Peyton Manning or he's probably leaving. Right. <clears throat> you know, because, because you got a young enough, you got a young enough team that if you can get like a Derek Carr or something in there or, or trade for a Kirk Cousins or something, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I wouldn't trade and, and, unless I'm trading a draft pick, but. But, uh. I mean, I respect Cousins them is, for. Cousins I is up for, them for the, what, free agency next next year, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it'll be a second. This is his second year being uh, franchised in a row. So, okay, I'm going to look. I'm looking here at some of Bortle's stats from last year. He he had three almost four thousand yards passing. He had twenty three TDs and sixteen interceptions. That's not that's not horrible. And the, well, well, you look at those sixteen interceptions, and I want to say like ten or twelve of those interceptions were pick sixes. Ugh, that like, hurts the game. Like, like it, yeah, like his interceptions. It's not that he has a shit ton of them. It's just they're at the wrong time, and they're very bad. Like, they're on the 20-yard line, and it's straight. They're, they're yeah, and it's like, yeah, and they cost their team because they're getting the ball because the other team just scored. And then he'll throw a pick six. So now you're at a 14-point disadvantage, and you, you you only play three, and your defense hasn't even been on the field. Right. You know? So um, that, that, There's that, a lot of that makes, stuff. Yeah, and and that could come with like I'm talking about a mentor, you know, like yeah, you know, hey, look look this guy down and then go this direction, you know, somebody to, yeah. to maybe help him out. But um, yeah. So let, let's let's go ahead and move on. The Jaguars. On. Yeah, you wanted to start from the bottom and work your way up, so we'll go to the. You want to go to the Colts next, then? I think I'm going to skip this since they're our team. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And that's and okay, we, so we then, talk about. We'll we'll go to Tennessee Titans, which they okay. Let's move on this year too. Man, the Titans. I'm really excited me. about the whole AFC South. Uh, they, I'm yeah. excited about the whole AFC South because I think they're not going to be the walkover that they've been. Um, I'm not a big um, Marcus Mariota Mariota fan, but um, well, I, I agree with you. But I don't. But, I, he doesn't. He doesn't make mistakes, though. That's my like. That's the big thing about him is he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. But one other thing is they spent a lot in oh, their yeah. offensive front this year. They they got a 247 pound tackle in Derrick Henry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love that guy. He's from Jacksonville. I watched him play in high school. <laughs> that dude. So, that dude is amazing. I've that's I rooted for Alabama because he went there. Yeah, he was there last year, and he ran. He was running behind um, shit, the Dallas guy um, that went to Philly, right? Who's their other? Uh, who's their other running back? Uh, off the top of my head, I can't think. Um, he, the guy. He played in Philly the year before. Let's see. Let me let me find Titans roster. Here. Um. He played well. He played last year. They got him in free agency last year, and I think, and then uh, Titans roster uh, helps if I put an R in there. Um, but uh, yeah, they 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 scare me, dude. And, and then they they added an, another guy 
the a seventh rounder, uh, Muhammad, something or another, who is a quick. I mean, he's got a four three four forty, and he's he's not going to be your kind of an every down back, but he's going to be explosive. You know, I mean, a four three four forty. You're talking about the Califani? Huh? Muhammad uh, Califani? Yeah. I know. All I know, yeah. all I remember is his name's Muhammad. And I think you get that guy in there who can find a few. DeMarco holes. Murray. DeMarco Murray. That DeMarco dude. Murray? Yeah, yeah. He, he's, a, he's a stud too. But this dude who can, you know, maybe a second down or third down back who can hit a hole and explode. That's scary, man. Yeah. And, and he's like what the second, third string running back, and he's that dude's going to be a fourth string running back, who's going to be a guy that can come in and, I mean, you might even see that dude returning some punts, like a four three four. Yeah, quick. I bet he would. Yeah, that and you'll see him doing a lot of the. Um, I bet you would see him doing a lot more of the. Uh, what's that little guy out of out of Kansas City? You know, just kind of like a slot or, you know, coming out of the backfield for receiving, um, you know, for, right. you know, that little, you know. Check down. Go right across the line. Kinda, yeah. 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 And just roll with it. But, like, and then they're tight end. They got Delaney Walker. Like, he's he's a great tight end. Um, I mean, they don't really have the greatest wide receivers. Um. But I, I don't think in that they're they're not a deep threat type with Marcus Mariota. He's he's going to just he's going to dink and dunk, um, and just just systematically work. And that's the way Malarkey coaches anyway. He's not a big, you know, risk taker. He's uh, you know minimal risks. We're just going to dink and dunk and move the field methodically, move the ball methodically down the field. And when you have Demarco Murray and, and then. A 260-pound running back in Derrick Henry. I mean, you can yeah. methodically run the ball down down anybody's throat. I mean, he's he's almost as big as probably anybody on the Colts' defensive line. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so they're then, they're gonna be their defense. Like I said, Tennessee scares me. They they scare me. And the defense they um, got they got some good stuff on it. They got you know. They got a strong little defense, you know. They got they just picked up Jonathan Cyprian out of Jacksonville for their uh, right. safety. They got Brian Arakpo sitting there. I mean, they're they're decent on their on their defense. They're just a a normal Tennessee tough defense. Yeah, it's not it's and not going to win them games, but it's also not going to lose them games. You know what I'm saying? It's like one of right. the tough on those. Right. Um, I I agree with that. I agree with that. And like I, I said, they got Harry Douglas. Yeah, they do got Harry even, Douglas. Even when Tennessee is not great, they still seem to show up for the Colts, no matter what. Yeah, like they they I'm bring just, their yeah. they bring their A game for us, no matter what. Uh, you know, it's a it's an in conference game, and usually there's something on the line. And they play really well. They play really well at home, and they play really well. And they, really and they usually have, yeah. And they well, and that's I think, especially in the last four years since Crickson took over. I mean, that was um, 
they just had better athletes on the field. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like all, almost every position. Right. It's, it's, um, oh God, the Colts just drive me nuts. But no, old Griffin <laughs> drove me nuts. Right. But, I mean, that's about but, all I but, really got to say about Tennessee, really. I mean, they're, they're going to be a hard-nosed yeah. team. I think, I think they're going to be, in my mind, I think they're going to be third in the division. And I think Jacksonville is going to be fourth, unless Blake right. can play good. And then I think Jacksonville will be fighting for number one. But if Blake plays the yeah. way he's played the last two years, he's going to, they're going to be in the last. You um, know, I honestly, I honestly think that if Tennessee, who, whoever's in that third spot on, in the AFC South, whoever's in that third spot is going to be battling and fighting for that wild card spot, and yeah, I, I think I, next year we will have the AFC South will have a potential of three teams in the playoffs. The hunt. Yeah, like you're going to have one because you know the, the division champ or yeah division champ, but right. uh, not division. Conf- or, what is it division? Yeah, Whatever. AFC yeah, South something division. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whatever they call them. Yeah, the division. Yeah, the division champ. Um, you know, you're going to have that, and I think it's going to be like last year. Like last year, what Tennessee and um, Houston were nine and seven. I think this year it's going to be eleven and five. Is going to win eleven and five. Is going to win our division, and you're going to have that. that two teams pretty, around uh, that around that area. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree because we're not. That. Like, I gotta. I gotta look. I gotta look at the schedule. But I, I think we're not playing a really hard schedule, like any of them. Right. I gotta look at the schedule. I think whoever is sitting at that two and three spot, they're gonna be battling mm-hmm. it out for um, for that wild card. And yeah. To be to be honest with you, I think. If Tennessee's sitting at the at the third spot, they've got as good a chance as anybody to to fight for it and get it. And um, they're they're good down the stretch. Like I said, they're great at home. They play indoors well. <laughs> they they can play in the cold. Yeah. <laughs> um. So let let's go ahead and transition to the next team. Let's talk about the Texans, who I don't think. Can 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 play in the cold on the road as well as the Titans can. Yeah, like I said, the, Tennessee the, the to me, Tennessee or not Tennessee, but Houston to me is the Jaguars five years from now. Like you know, what I'm saying like they're they're right. good everywhere except for quarterback. Yeah. You know, they got great – they got really good um, linebackers, they got great edge rushers. They got a good guy in the middle. They got a great person, corner. You know. They got a great they got corner. Great corner. They got a great corner. Yeah, and then they got another guy, too. What was his name? John, John Joseph is still there? What's that? No, he's not. No, he's not there. Yeah, they got yeah. – yeah, yeah, yeah. They still got Jonathan Joseph. Jonathan Joseph, um, Kevin Johnson, Kareem Jackson. Um, 
That's probably all you're going to see out there. Um, Yeah. But they uh, honestly, if I had if I had to pick, and I had to to seed the division right right now, and I would say, and I'm only going to say this because I these are high hopes, but I hope this is the way it is. I hope that it's the Colts at the top, then Tennessee, Jacksonville, and I honestly think that Houston could end up bringing up the bottom of that conference or that that division. Yeah, because they're I mean their quarterback their quarterback play is worse than anything unless Deshaun Watson comes off comes out there and plays like Dak Prescott mm-hmm. realizes he doesn't have to win a game he just got to. Because if you can get <laughs> if you can get DeAndre Hopkins the ball, did I mean, you see that guy's awesome? No. Hmm. Uh. Uh-uh. No. But go ahead. RP three, go ahead. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> if you can get if their uh, quarterback play, like Deshaun Watson is going to be the make or break for them. I think they're going to finish yeah. second or third in our division um, with with Tom Savage. With Deshaun Watson, they're going to be fourth or first. Um, the one thing, you know, transition over our next, uh, next one here is the Colts. Andrew Luck is, you know, a top three quarterback in the league, and he makes a shitty team competitive. All the time. You know, no matter what. Even when he's got a lacerated kidney and broken ribs. I mean, we're still competitive. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um, right. And and that right there, that's the one thing none of these teams in the ASU South have is a quarterback. Like, Marcus Mariota, he, he, he's a quarterback, but he's not he's not a Andrew Luck, you know, or Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady right. or Derek Carr. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot of them left, you know, or a, not Ryan Leaf. What's the guy's name down in San Diego? Um, whatever his name is. Oh, I can't stand the dude. Um, I can't stand him either, but he's, he, to me, Rivers? he's one of the best quarterbacks. Yeah. Phil Rivers. Rivers. Yeah. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league in my mind. Um, but uh, well, what what do you think about Gore splitting carries with Mac? Um, let me get let me get to our team real quick. Um, well, I mean we need to because if we're going to go into the if we're going to go into postseason, we're going to need Gore, and Gore's just getting older. Um, he's still right. good in my mind, uh, but he but you know the more wear and tear we put on him. In the beginning of the season, is just going to hurt later on in the season when we really need him in the cold weather games. Um, I think a lot of our a lot of our offensive problems are really going to have to hopefully this offensive line. I know we've talked about this topic a few times, <clears throat> or once or twice or something like that. You know, but uh, hopefully we've we've found a unit. Now that got to play together, what twelve games last year, right? Or something like that, ten or twelve games last year, that that can 
keep our quarterback at least upright half the game. Yeah, and, uh, I agree with that. But but he, he's got to stay um, on his feet. He's got or stay off his back more than anything. Yeah, and um, but a lot of it, we need to get something out of Philip Dorsett and Dante Moncrief. And Moncrief to me has uh, he's one of my guys that I've since he was drafted. I've like man, I like him. I want to see him play good, and he shows it every now and then. But he's been injured the last couple of seasons too much. Um, yeah, and our tight end, our Jack Doyle to me. I, I mean, I don't understand getting rid of. Um, oh boy, um, what was his name from Clemson? And keeping Jack the Doyle, I don't end? understand. Like Jack Doyle, yeah. Dwayne Allen. Yeah, Dwayne Allen. Like Dwayne Allen was good. I mean, yeah, he was injured too a lot, but our tight ends, we don't have much. Like I'm, I'm not a big Doyle fan. Like he did a lot for us, but that just I think luck making him that good. Kind of the way you know Brandon Stokely was only good when he played for Peyton Manning. You know? Right. And same with Dallas Clark. Right. I, and, I uh, think you know T. Y. Hilton has to have a great year this year. Yeah, well, the he only way he's going to have a great year, the only way he's going to have a great year is those other two guys have to become threats. Right. So I agree he's with not that. Being, so he's not being double-covered. He's not getting manned with a guy on top, like, every every time. I think Dorsett can yeah. be that guy. I think he can be one of those threats. Um, but he's got to get better hands. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. his problem is he, he had a lot of great opportunities. He just – his hands weren't as great as they needed to be. Yeah. But – and then Mac, yeah, I'm like, Mac, where did he come from again? Was that Temple or something like that? Mac Marlin, the running back? Yeah. Is that USF, about? that's it, USF. Yeah. USF. University of South yeah. And so I hope, like I, I watched this up, and I, I kind of I like him. He needs to learn, but you know I like him. Right. Um, but I mean, we still got Turbin listed as our number two. But our defense, though, our defense is a fucking joke. Like, like I understand what they're trying to do. Like, um, shoot, who's our who's our uh, GM now? I can't remember his name. Um, Richard, no, that's the think. Pacers. Yeah, that's no, Pacers. no, that's, uh, yeah, it's Richard's um, Pacers. I'm trying to think. Oh. What is his name? What is his name? I know it. It's, it's right, a, right there. I just can't yeah, think of it. It's right there in the front of my brain. Um, oh, shit. Ballard. Yeah. Yeah, so I like, I mean, I I know exactly what he said coming in here, you know, to this job was like, I got Andrew Luck, so, you know, I've got something, you know, because everybody wants a quarterback and, you know, that, you know, having Andrew Not Luck. Not everybody has one. And right. how bad, yeah, yeah, and uh, how bad our defense was, I mean, it was just horrible. They were old, they were slow, they didn't know how to play together, which, which, Throws me for a loop with Pagano, but I mean we've wasted Dante Davis's 
best years. Um, uh, yeah, that's a and, an understatement. You know, we've wasted his best years, and we have now with Malik Hooker. He's going to be fun to watch, and I hope he comes on quick. But um, other than that, I hope I'll tell you what. One of my Wilson, I hope he. One of my favorite defensive guys to watch that wore the the blue and white was um, Bob Sanders. And I feel like we missed oh, that yeah. big hitter presence. Like, Bob Sanders was not yeah. a big dude. But you knew. No, he wasn't. If, if you're coming across the middle, your ass is about to get lit up if you come across Bob Sanders. Oh, yeah. That's why and his career we, was We need that. Too. Right, and we need that guy. Yeah. <clears throat> we need that that fear, like that coming across the middle fear kind of guy. But that worked because we had uh, Freeney and Mathis on the outside. True, you know, Absolutely the quarterbacks true. had to get rid of quarterbacks had quarterbacks had to get rid of the ball quick, you know, um, and uh, and then our linebackers weren't bad. They weren't great. We always had young linebackers that went off and became better linebackers after their first deal because they made free agency and everybody wanted them because they, they were good. Just we weren't spending our money on defense. Right. Um, I mean, they were good, solid defenders. You know, we keep, like, our middle linebacker, you know, because he, he's the one calling the plays and, you know, making sure everybody's where they are. But what we missed then were we didn't have very good cornerbacks. We didn't really have good secondary but we were able to get away with it with Freeney and Mathis making the quarterback make a mistake. Um, we don't have – I mean, our defensive line is horrible. Like, there's not one person on the defensive line that I would want on my team. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, right. Like, how, can you, how can you have it that bad? I mean, and our, even our linebackers aren't that great. But I know I understand what um, Ballard's doing there. Is he's like he went? What did he sign? Like thirteen linebackers, just out of free agency alone. Just to, he's like, I just want as many bodies as possible. I'm going to soak them all up and just get the best unit together that I can this year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, pick, pick what um, you can from which what is better you than got. yeah. And because uh, we got a lot, I mean, we've got linebacker wise, we've got what, shit, twelve on the roster. <laughs> There's a lot of them as Whoa. I'm looking down through here. <laughs> it's like it's at eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven, eleven of them. You know, and I don't know actually how they'll actually come out, but um. But I, so I gotta, like what you're saying. I like that mindset. Like, hey, listen, let's get what's out there. Let's get what's available, and let's put them out here, and we'll pick which ones can actually do what we're trying to do. Yeah, and then you know, next year, you know, in free agency, and then whatever, we'll we'll start grabbing some more. That way, there's a lot you know, of work to do. I've, this fucking, to this I've always said this. I've always said this about Pagano. <clears throat> Pagano had some great tools on his defense at Baltimore. Like, he had some well, I mean, phenomenal... anytime you have Ray Lewis. 
Right. You know, and yeah, who, Chris who's the other dude? Ed Reed. Ed Reed. You, yeah, uh, you have those he guys. Yeah, Terrell Suggs. Yeah, Lodi Nana. Of, cor- of course you're going to be a great defensive-minded coordinator. Then you come to Indy where think- you're given what on the deep? We've never, even the year that we won the Super Bowl, we did not have a world-beater defense. Even you know, the year that we went to the Colts Super Bowl, hate, a lot of a lot of Colts fans will hate me for what I'm about to say. We underachieved with Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy did not do the best that he could for the Colts, and I say it in a way like I love Dungy. I think he's a great person, and I think he's a great coach, but he's not a great winning coach. You know what I'm saying? Like, right? That's, I think that's why, that's think why he got released in Tampa. That's why he got released to Tampa, because he couldn't win the big game. And then Gruden comes in with the same players and smokes everybody. It was just a different – he's great at developing and getting it going. And it's like, all right, now you need to move because we're going to bring a killer in. I think um, Dungy did a decent job given what he had. Like, on offense, offense, he was given some – great talent, but he never did much with the defense. And so uh, when no, I but he had, he he had Freeney and Mathis. But he didn't, like, that's you what I'm know, saying. And he had, um, so he, and he had he Freeman was, in the middle. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing with you 100% that he did a great job with what he was given on the offensive mm-hmm. side of the ball. But on the defensive side of the ball, he 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 kind of pissed the bed. And yeah, I don't know, I think, you know, if he I think we would have won two more, we would have won two more Super Bowls with a different coach, with like a Bruce Arians or somebody coach, you know, somebody that's Let's, like, let's say this. Or a Gruden. And I, I'm going to throw this hypothetical out. If we had Dungy as the head coach and um, Pagano, with the defense that we had when Dungy was there, I think we would have been a much better team. Oh yeah, because I mean, to like me, to me like Dungy was a Dungy coach not to lose instead of coaching to win. You and, know, and I think like, that even in those paydays, Dungy... I'd be sitting there. I'd be sitting there in the end of the game, going like, "What are we doing?" I mean, I understand we're up by twenty-one, but why are we doing this? Like. We're doing three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. Like, what's going on? Like, how come we can move the ball so great up until the fourth quarter? <laughs> and another and now thing we're doing that nothing. I think Let's helped, not change. Another thing that I think helped Dungy out was Peyton Manning was pretty much an on-field coach on the offensive side of the ball. And yes. and I think I think Manning bailed him out a lot. So I, I agree with oh, yeah. you. Uh, Man. I agree with you that he underachieved with what we had. The talent that we had, I think that I agree with you. He in today's day and age, today's day and age, there is no need for a defensive-minded coach to be a head coach. Like, that's just simple. Because in the way the game is played now, defense isn't that big of a deal. But offense is everything because defense. You know, you can't you can't hand check, you can't do this, you can't do that. You just need good players, 
and a decent scheme. And they're going to, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. a really good defensive coach for your defense coordinator. But your head coach needs to be offensive-minded and change, try to change the game. I mean, what's what's the last defensive coach that's done good in the NFL? You know, like, Dungy. That's about it. Right. Well, I mean, Bill Belichick, but, I mean, that's just a system. I mean, I don't I, – that's unmanaged. I mean, that's Tom Brady and – but he's got he's got the quarterback, you know, like like I was trying to say there, you know, he's but but it's I just I hate our owner too, but <laughs> he just needs to he just needs to pop pills and stay in his room and off Twitter. <laughs> yeah, you're getting ready to say stay off Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, I, I feel good that he he's trying to throw money at it, but I mean, he doesn't have Jerry Jones money. You know what I'm saying? And I think well, he's trying to be I, a Jerry Jones when he's not. I, I think what it is with um, Ursay is he wants to be cool. Yeah. You you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he wants to. Yes, be... I, I I can see that. So I, I think he's, he's not... trying too hard to be cool. And does he have a pill addiction? Probably. Obviously, something's going on. But he he tries to be, you know, out at the clubs and on social media. And you just need to run your football team. Stop with the affliction T-shirt. I'd rather I'd rather and... not just. Yeah, just 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 give them your bank account, and you go pop pills at the club and have a great time. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) But so I can, you know, try not to make any decisions aside from when we, you know, like why you made a decision to hire Grigson. I have no clue. I didn't want him to begin with. I knew he was going to be fucking horrible. Why you? He must have been his supplier. I understand. (laughs) I understand. Not firing Pagano because he had leukemia, but why would you let Bruce Arians roll when you could anybody with a half of a mind could tell the only reason we were winning was because of Bruce Arians. It wasn't for right. Pagano. We were like yeah. fucking one and three with Pagano. He got went to the hospital, and now all of a sudden we went on a, like a nine game winning streak. You know, I, it wasn't I think Pagano. What happened was I think what happened was <laughs> Arians got offered more money than what he was willing to put up for a, uh, an assistant. And but, like, but, like, like, like you said, I would be like, I would be like, dude, you're my coach in waiting. Like you're, you're I'm going to pay you. You're an assistant head coach. You're my offensive line, you know, my offensive coordinator, and I'm going to pay you head coach money, you know, and I'm not letting you go because next year, Pagano's going to suck. I can't fire him this year. Pagano's going to suck. And then I can fire him. <laughs> you know, I can let his contract go. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, I understand keeping Pagano this year because you fire you, you, you want a whole front office change. Um, you know, you don't want to get rid of your coach, GM, everybody. Um, right. <clears throat> You know, you kind of want some stability in there for the players that have been around and stuff like that. I mean, you've got to feel your players just because of Pagano. 
Um, but uh, I take this Browns last year, even if we even if if we don't make playoffs this Browns next last year. We don't. I think even if we make the, I I think even if we make the playoffs, I think it's he's on the hot seat to where he has to make it to the division playoffs or bust. Because since yeah, yeah, since Grigson, the team is Grigson and Pagano era. It just went from a playoff team to a conference championship team, and then all of a sudden, what they've done to the team started showing, and it just got worse every year. You know, they they did they did good with Polian's players, right? You know, and. Uh, and what was Caldwell? Is that his name? I didn't like him either. Um, I just I wish we would have kept Arians. It's hard yeah, to find. A, I, I it's agree. hard to find a offensive mind. It's a hard to find an offensive mind like that when you have him. Keep him. You know, and I've been I've been wondering this lately. Actually, I've been thinking about it. Whatever happened to Tim Tressel? So Ohio State is doing good. They got in trouble because hey, I know I know we hired him. The Colts hired him like right after he got in trouble. Um, right after he got let go or whatever from Ohio State. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> but I thought he was like, yeah, he's a good coach. You know, I didn't want him to be a head coach right. or anything, but I I could see him definitely being a coordinator of some sort, you know, or, uh, or, uh, you know, something on the D and make him working his way up. Right. Something Um, in the, in the program. Yeah. In the organization. Yeah. But I mean, there's just not a lot of, there's not a lot of offensive minded coaches out there that are brilliant. And when you get one, keep him. Fuck. Man, be something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, exactly. And that's what wins. And that and that's what wins. There's too much of the whole turnover, like like Mike Malarkey, you know, or most other Titans old coach and the Rams old coach. What's his name? Fisher. Fisher. Jeff Fisher. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff Fisher. Like that guy. Has been coaching for what, twenty five years, and he barely goes over a five hundred season ever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He had a few good years right. in Tennessee with with Eddie George and um, Steve McNair, Aaron McNair. You know, he had, yeah. he had the, uh, that three or four years where he did good. But other than that, the guy's an under five hundred coach. Yeah. How does he keep getting jobs? <laughs> like I think uh, anybody yeah, else you're right. A, anybody else has that type of you know, like if I was an under five hundred, you know, air crewman in the United States Navy, I wouldn't be here today doing my job <laughs> because they'd be like, Hey dude, like this isn't for you, you know? If you know, if you if you were a teacher at high school and you had a fifty percent graduation rate or principal, mm-hmm. you know, and you had a fifty percent graduation yeah. rate. You wouldn't be the principal you're anymore. The, you wouldn't get door. hired anywhere right. else. <laughs> you know? Like, right. where does mediocrity land? Like, what's wrong with the fucking NFL? 
Why do they keep just changing? <laughs> like, Rex Ryan, how does he keep getting jobs? Like, it's just, like, it drives me insane. There's got to be somebody smarter out there. Like, Rex Ryan can get all these jobs. Jeff Fisher can get all these jobs. But Levy Smith couldn't get back in. Right. Oh, Mike yeah. Singletary got I, I, ran out the door. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And Singletary was doing amazing. You know, I thought he was doing really good. Harbaugh, actually, in my mind, benefited so well from Mike Singletary. Because Mike Singletary is the one that built that defense. And uh, yeah. made Harbaugh and made Harbaugh look good for those three years. Because you really never got to see – all Harbaugh did was really was come in and go, all right, I'm going to help the offense because the defense is amazing. And if those guys weren't so scared of concussions, which I, I don't blame them. I'm scared of concussions too. That's why <laughs> I don't play professional sports. On top of the fact that I'm not good enough either. But yeah, but, I, I, uh, but that's yeah. the main reason I don't play professionally is because of concussions. It's not. It's yeah, not you know, concussions and knees, that, man, and my knees, you know. Yeah, and and a few extra pounds. That's it. Take those three things. Well, I mean, out of you just put me. Yeah, <laughs> you throw me. Throw me in. Throw me in the training camp, and I'll be. I'll be out there running fucking. That's six two forty, and um, <laughs> six minutes and <laughs> yeah. <Not. laughs> all right. Uh, well, I think uh, we've covered all the AFC we, we, South. Yeah. Let's uh, um, let's move on to some uh, some Big Ten talk. Who who you got at the Big top Ten of the Big talk. Ten this year? Who got? And we're talking oh, football. Uh, who got at the top of the Big Ten? Yeah. Uh, I got Michigan. Michigan, I really think okay. Michigan. Yeah, Do you I think they're are they are they under a quick reload or are they kind of rebuilding? What do you what do you see there at Michigan? They got six returning starters. I see, I see Jim Harbaugh. I see Jim Harbaugh. And he's a great and Jim Harbaugh. Is, and 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 he's got this is his first year that he's got his kids, kids that he went out and, and dropped. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're projected top twenty five, man. They're, yeah, they're I think top ten. I don't think they'll start off that high, but I think at the end of the season, I think at the end of the season they'll be, they'll be, and it'll, it'll be normal. It'll be. I hate I hate Ohio State, so I'm never going to put them at the top. Well, he's got the um, he's got back to back top five recruiting classes. Yeah, and then and like I'm saying, like, this year is the first year that he that whole team is his team. Last right. year he still had a mix of the guy before him, you know, and the year before that. It was all guy before him. So this and what he did two years ago, his first year, was great. Last year, it was the way the ball bounced on a couple plays. Like they would have been big mm-hmm. game champs if right. they would have called that one play in overtime the right way. At the yeah. big end, they would have beaten yeah. Ohio State. So I mean, and now he's just getting better. So what I think they're. I mean, Ohio State's good too. But what do you I, think I, about I uh, the? What do you think about the sophomore Rashawn Gary, and, and you know some of these other key sophomores that are going to be coming, you know, yeah. stepping into their roles? Yeah, I think they're I think they're going to do a good job. Um, let me I gotta I gotta open up my internet here. Actually, I need to turn my light on. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, they they held they held their opponents to only fourteen points a game last year. 
That's they're a pretty be, big I'm, deal. Like I'm saying, like, they're, yeah, they're, I mean, it was a couple, or like, the ball just bounced the wrong way in one or two games. So, like, yeah. last year they lost to Iowa. That was the big one that they fucking, you know, they, they were close to being in the playoff last year, but they ruled the, yeah. the loss to Iowa, which, I'm sorry, but I'll take that loss any day, all day. When you when you lose your quarterback in the first quarter, like, I usually call that a loss because your second-string quarterback was not getting ready like he was going to play the game this weekend. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, right. The, ne- the next as, – as that second-string quarterback had had the whole week to prepare and they lost the game, then I'll count it that been You know what I'm saying? Right. But, but because he got injured in the because he got injured in the game and they barely lost, um, I think that should have been held. And then the, the the stupid play at Ohio State that they should have won, they should have won Ohio State too. So they they almost ran the table last year. Now I don't think they would have beat Clemson or Alabama last year, but um, but, but those are they, out of conference you know, games, so. Yeah. Um, right. So, but I think I, I do believe I do believe Michigan's going to be on top. I believe Ohio State. I gotta I gotta look at the I gotta look at the conferences too, like because now we have the two conferences and I forget the well, I forget who's in what. So I kind of disagree with you a little bit. I think Michigan will be at the two spot in the big in the Big Ten, and only because I think Penn State and Ohio State are going to be battling for that that top spot. So, well, you're, so you're thinking regular season. That's 2016 season. That's 2007. Whatever. Here we go. Football. Let me see here. Open up all the way. Stupid page. 16 more rows. Open up. This is <laughs> in my In my opinion, in my opinion, if Ohio State's the one, Michigan will be the two. If Penn State's the one, Michigan will be the two, and Ohio State will be the three. Because I think whoever comes out on top there, I think so the it's going to have to go. And I'm trying to find it, and I can't. Um, so one and two is going to be your. I forget the divisions we have. East and West is that what we use? Is that what they use in football? Yeah, I is thought it they were using East and West, um, or is it like uh, Legends I thought it, and? I thought it. I thought it was, but I'm on Big Ten's website, and it <clears throat> it says East and West division. Okay, I thought it was like um, Legends and something else, but I maybe thought that's it was only too, like Legends. Led. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was Legends and something else too. Um, maybe they changed it this year. I don't know. So. Um, so what sucks is Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, this can't be right. This is showing them all in the same division, and Michigan State in the same division. Yeah, I don't think that's right at all. That can't be right. That can't be right. I thought they changed it up a little bit. Uh, I I hate the internet sometimes when I can't find where I'm <laughs> What I want won't open. 
it like has the half of a page to show me exactly what I want to see, but it won't open. And now I've got to find what else I want. So, da, 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 da. where's the conferences? This thing's stupid. The internet. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it can't be me being stupid at all. Um, no, no. <laughs> couldn't be. It, it's got to be. Uh, so the east. So it's got to be the internet. East is Indiana, Maryland, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, Rutgers, and then the west it well, says. Thanks. Well, that was in 2013. So you're probably reading the same thing I'm reading. I was reading 2015. So now I want 2017. Big Ten realign. This is 13. I don't want that stupidness. But uh, go back to Safari. I don't know what just happened. Oh, I went to ESPN itself. Okay. Well, that's your mistake. Legends and Leaders Conference. That's what it is. Legends and Leaders. See, I thought it was Legends. That's a 2011 See, here I am not being very good to um, my uh, whatever, Big Ten Conference standings. My preparedness level is low. <laughs> and um, <laughs> But anyways, so, I, I mean, because it's, it's going to come down to whoever wins the Big Ten is going to win that championship game which is going to be a guy from the East and a guy from the West. Um, and that's where it's going to get iffy. I think that is right, man. I lost my beer. Where's my beer? There it is. Found it. <laughs> All right. So we'll, just, we'll go whatever. So it does look like everything I open up shows me the same thing. So whatever. So it does have Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Indiana, Maryland, Michigan State, and Rutgers in one division. And then the other division is Wisconsin, Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota, Northwestern, Illinois, and Purdue. I do so know Indiana Big Ten and Purdue are in different, Big, different sections. Yeah. And Ohio State and Michigan should be in different, but in my mind, but whatever. Right. Well, if, you, if you're gonna split division, up Indiana, the division, Indiana, Indiana, you should split up Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I mean that that side is just stacked. All right, you got Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, all in one division, and they're all what top fifteen right now in the nation preseason. Because Penn State's going to be – Penn State, you know, blew out – or they played the best game in the bowl last year. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, yeah, I hear you. Okay. Um, I think the game they played against USC last year in the Rose Bowl was probably the best bowl game played last year with Penn State and USC. Um, I think Penn, so Penn State State's is going to going be to I think they're going to do pretty well this year. I think that they they've got I think all they are the, too. the I think they got all the black cloud 
you know, uh, mm-hmm. underneath them, and you know, I think it's going to be okay. I think they're going to be good. Yeah. So out of the out of the East, you have Penn State winning the East or Legends or whatever it is, right? And uh, I have Michigan. Right. Because what Penn so, State's in the West. Or the Legion. No, Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan are in the East. So I think. East and West because I'm a. That's all you're saying? Because this is last year's results. Yeah. And this is last year's results of East and West on Big Ten. I think they started out like that and then they were like, hey, this is dumb. This is too hard to figure out. East and West. Yeah. I I think it's going to be a toss up between Penn State and Ohio State for the top of that. And then, like I said, whoever is not number one out of those two is going to fall to number three. So I know that's kind of a weird prediction. But yeah, yeah. If, well, yeah, because they're going to have to because whoever wins the West will lose. Well, you know what I'm saying? So it's like whoever the champ, – because the Big Ten Championship game, which will be, what, two weeks after or a week after – Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah. Right. They, you know, they always so Ohio State, the Ohio State, Michigan game, I think is going to determine who's going to be number one in the East. Right. Um. But whoever, because I mean that 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 can put like if Michigan wins, but has already lost to, to Penn State, that can put Penn State number one. <clears throat> you know. Right. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot riding on that. There's a lot riding on that game, and I'm glad it's at the end of the season like that. But that um, yeah. Big Ten championship game is going to come down to whoever's number one in the East, which we've we've come to a consensus. You have Penn State or Ohio State. I have Michigan. So one of those three. And probably out of the West, you're looking at, like, Wisconsin. Every other team's garbage. I like Wisconsin. <laughs> Purdue. I like Wisconsin out of the – Yeah. Yeah, I like them out of the West. Um, yeah. Second, Iowa, West, I was, maybe. I was. Go ahead. I think it's gonna be Nebraska. Which Nebraska? Yeah, I, I was gonna say Nebraska. West gonna be Nebraska. I mean, because who else you got? Northwestern, Iowa. I mean, maybe Illinois, Purdue. No, nobody. Yeah, no. teams can even play. Like, I don't understand why they have their own bracket like that. Because like, you're gonna put, you give Purdue a chance to get to the Big Ten championship game. More of a chance to get there than you give Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan. Like your three big dogs are all in the same conference, right? Division. Yeah. The you know like. And then Michigan State's not really a. Not really. They they had a bad year last year. The past couple years, they haven't been world beaters, but a couple. Years before that, they were at the top of that. So yeah. you know, I mean, is is yeah, Michigan State going to be able to to reload? And you know, I mean, I don't know. Oh, hold on, we got, that a whole we, got, lot. we got. All right. <clears throat> so in the air of the producer, I cut off the last part of this podcast. There's a lot of great conversations going on, but 
you missed it. So, so with final thoughts, final thoughts are make sure you're recording before you start in with some great conversations. And that'll be the end of this podcast. I hate it that you guys missed it, but hey, it happens. So, keep your hilly high, your teabag full, and your beer cold.